The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Variety Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericavariety.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the hosts or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Help! I need somebody! Help! Not just anybody! Help! You know I need someone! Welcome to Family Caregivers Unite with Dr. Gordon Atherley. Family caregivers don't have to be alone in their experiences. You will hear from experts and other caregivers facing the same issues that you may be facing. Now, here is your host, Dr. Gordon Atherley. Welcome to episode 365 of Family Caregivers Unite. This is Dr. Gordon Atherley, your host. I'm a physician retired from practice. Our topic today is bringing the joy of eating back for Alzheimer's disease. Alzheimer's disease is a brain disease that can't be stopped, reversed, or cured. It slowly destroys memory and thinking. It begins slowly by first involving the parts of the brain that control thought, memory, and language, which, is cause, which causes the individual trouble in remembering things that happened recently or in recalling the names of people whom the individual actually knows. Over time, it gets worse so that individuals may not recognize family members, may have trouble speaking, reading, or writing, may forget how to brush their teeth or comb their hair, and, as we're about to discuss, may have trouble with eating. All of which is why our topic, bringing the joy of eating back for Alzheimer's disease, is so important for family caregivers. Now, to discuss it, our guests today are Sarah Gorham and Stone Morris. Sarah has 23 years of experience in hotels, restaurants, catering and hospital food service with 15 years of management experience in this broad field. Positions she's held include executive chef, sous chef, food production manager, co-founder, chef, and culinary consultant. Her experience includes 19 years in higher education, 15 years experience as a culinary educator, and 14 years as a higher education administrator. Positions she's held include Associate Dean of Academic Affairs, Culinary Arts Department Chair, Chief Director, sorry, Chef Director, and chef instructor. Now, her former academic employers include the Art Institute of Atlanta and the Art Institute of Atlanta Decatur. Now, Stone has 24 years of food service experience in restaurants, catering, country clubs, and five-star luxury hotels. She, the positions she's held include hot and cold food Banquet supervisors at the Marriott Marquis, garde manger chef for the Ritz Carlton, and line chef at the Buckhead Diner. She's worked for the past 19 years as an accomplished food stylish, stylist for print and film that includes commercial advertising as well as editorial 
for Coca-Cola, Home Depot, Southern Living Magazine, Charbroil Grills, Olive Garden and Walmart. She's also been a cookbook contributor and photo stylist for the Quadras Cookbook, Southern Entertaining and Williams and Sonoma. So welcome to the show, Sarah and Stone. Thank you. Thank you for this opportunity, Gordon. Yes, thank you, Gordon. Great to have you. All your caregivers. Yes. Now, I'm going to start with Sarah, first of all, please. I want you to tell us more about your life, your career, and any experience you have or have had with family caregiving. Sarah? Sure. Well, thank you, Gordon. Yeah. You know, we're, we live in Atlanta, Georgia, and uh, in the USA, and we, we've lived here for almost 30 years. Um, but uh, we're culinary consultants, blind dining, and uh, we travel all over the United States to implement our program and train um, individuals in grind dining. I'm originally from the Midwest. I still have family up there. And um, as far as uh, my career, it's uh, it's been a progression of, uh, say, career diversifications. And we've been blessed to be able to really, between Stone and myself, combine our years of experience into grind dining. And, uh, you know, a little bit about, we'll talk about grind dining in a little bit, but as far as uh, family caregiving, um, basically I, I, uh, my, my family caregiving has been with um, my mother. Uh, my mother lived in Milwaukee, Wisconsin. She lived to be 91 years of age. She did pass away in June of 2013. And uh, during the last four years of her life, she was uh, diagnosed with dementia. So I, I know what it's like to be a family caregiver from a distance. Uh, my brother and sister live closer in the area. But as far as caregivers go, you really work as an advocate for your loved one. Um, yeah. My mother uh, was a very, oh, say, independent woman. Uh, she was a career woman. Uh, she was a, a, a registered nurse for over 50 years, and uh, she liked to take control of her life. So when she was diagnosed with dementia and she started losing her cognitive abilities, we saw the struggles and how frustrating it was for her to be able to give up some of her independence. Right. And that independence, yeah. that independence would be someone helping her with her medications, you know, someone helping her with yep. financial affairs. Sarah, I'm going to be with, rude with, and interrupt you now because of the tyranny of time. I apologize for this, but uh, we are ruled by time. But w I will give you an opportunity to continue with what you're saying because it's very important. So let me go to Stone now. It's exactly the same mm. question. Please tell us more about your life, your career, and any, any experience you have with family caregiving. Stone. Thank you, Gordon. Um, I have not experienced um, any family member with Alzheimer's personally, but this has been such a roller coaster ride, and we just dove into researching and developing a program for those that um, do do have dementia and Alzheimer's. Um, it we saw the need and how underserved uh, these these people. Uh, afflicted with dementia were, and we just wanted to come up with something that could make a difference. Um, and I think 
what is so wonderful about grind dining and why we were able to put the pieces of the puzzle together, Gordon, was because we were outside of the box, so to speak. And our idea and concept is so simple. We have wondered so many times and have asked other chefs and caregivers, why haven't you thought to do this? Why didn't you think of this? And like, <laughs> yes. It never occurred to us. Right. Now, Stone, it's my turn to be rude and interrupt you because I just my sole job here is to ask the questions and keep the keep us on to time. So I am now going to ask Sarah to explain grind dining, which you've mentioned and introduced. Sarah. Yeah. uh, Grind dining, Gordon, is a food service or meal solution and program that Stone and I developed for Individuals with cognitive limitations that find eating with utensils challenging and frustrating. So it really is a solution to what the, say, healthcare industry has termed finger foods. And what the grind dining solution is, is taking your cooked protein, carbohydrates, and vegetables and combining them and grinding them and combining them into a base that we form into bite-sized individual servings for individuals to be able to pick up with their fingers. And, you know, what we found was a a lot of the foods that individuals uh, were getting for finger foods were uh, things that you would serve your toddler, okay? Uh, You know, sandwiches, peanut butter and jelly sandwiches, chicken nuggets, french fries, fish sticks. Well, the grind dining uh, solution is whatever you're serving, albeit at uh, a skilled nursing facility or a memory care community in an institutional setting or at home, you can grind and cook. You can gr- you can cook those ingredients and, com- and and grind them and combine them and put- make them into finger-sized portions that can be eaten with your fingers. So. The individual is not marginalized because of their physical or or cognitive limitations. Right. Now, Stone, you both have worked together and you've set up a mission for grind dining, the things that you really want to achieve. Please explain the mission to us. Stone? I'll I'll defer to Sarah on this one, Gordon. Well, you know, really what, we, what we're what we hoping to achieve with Grind Dining Gordon is providing a better quality of life for those afflicted with cognitive or physical limitations by providing them a dining experience that promotes independence, dignity, and accessibility. And, you know, we, we, we hope to be able to do this um, just not in an institutional setting right now, we really are uh, what we do. We're consultants, and we, we, we have a developed program where we go out and we work with uh, um, senior-assisted living facilities, uh, skilled nursing, and hospital food service, but the same method and technique will apply to the home caregiver. And this is where, obviously, your program, you know, uh, focuses on. And, again, any kind of a solution we can give to the home caregiver to really provide a better dining experience for their their resident or their patient or their loved one is really our goal across the board. That's your mission. And your mission is including family caregivers as well as what I'm going to call the professional carers, long-term care facilities, those kinds of places where 
feeding is a very important responsibility. But I, I think I'm right in saying, am I? And maybe Stone should deal with this one. You're, you're actually looking at providing your services to the facilities that people with Alzheimer's disease may, may, may live in. Is that right? Yes, and, and, and we are not exclusive. It is not a frozen product. You do not have to be a chef to learn this method and technique. For example, any meal that the home caregiver was making at home, whether it was roast beef or roasted potatoes and carrots and broccoli, it's what we do is take that cooked roast beef, which is already seasoned perfectly and, and rare, medium rare, however you like it or your loved one likes it, putting it through a, an electric meat grinder or a hand crank meat grinder and taking your cooked potatoes or your rice or your broccoli or whatever vegetable and putting that through the grinder and combining it with the meat and then forming it into a neat little package. We have used crepes as envelopes. We use a nonstick pan or a scoop, and it's very accessible and neat for the for your loved one to pick up or a resident. And we also have been focusing on, on presentation. You know, before grind dining, residents and loved ones were being given rice in a plate or mashed potatoes or scrambled eggs. And it was, it hurt us to see how undignified and frustrating that was for somebody to eat. So the grind dining method really celebrates the independence. And like Sarah said, it doesn't marginalize. And food is important to everybody. And yeah. we come together with food. And yeah. dining is an experience in and of itself. It's, it's so much more than nourishment. It's tradition. It's memories. It's celebration. And we yes. believe that food is, you know, nourishment for the soul, mind, and body. And any way you can cue a loved one into eating more and feeling their spirit is more connected to everybody else, it's, our mission is served if we can accomplish that. Right, great. Now, talking of cues, um, it's time where we have to take the break. I always say this is where we have to pay the rent. So we'll do that now. This is Dr. Gordon Atherley and my guests are Sarah Gorham and Stone Morris. You're listening to Family Caregivers Unite on the Voice America Variety Channel, CJMP 90.1 FM Community Radio and SharingTheBurden.ca. Please stay with us. We will be back. News, opinion, your voice counts. Call toll-free 1-866-472-5787, 1-866-472-5787, voiceamerica.com. If you think you've seen online TV before, let us surprise you. VoiceAmerica.tv is online now. The leader in live Internet talk radio has done it again. Multiple channels, a state-of-the-art viewing experience, live and on-demand programs streaming 24 hours a day. It's exactly what you want, when you want it. VoiceAmerica.tv. From health and wellness to business, sports, and everything in between. Discover our new world. Visit VoiceAmerica.tv now and experience the future of online television. VoiceAmerica.tv. 
Ask the experts. Call toll-free right now, 1-866-472-5787. Hello? And ask our all-star team to answer your question. That's 1-866-472-5787. Thank you for calling. VoiceAmerica.com. You are listening to Family Caregivers Unite with Dr. Gordon Atherley. If you have any questions or comments about our program, please address them by email to docg at familycaregiversunite.org. Now, back to Family Caregivers Unite. Welcome back to our listeners to Family Caregivers Unite and Sarah Gorham and Stone Morris. Our topic is bringing the joy of eating back for Alzheimer's disease. Now, both of you, let's talk about the challenges associated with food that arise for individuals living with Alzheimer's disease. Sarah, first of all, for these individuals living with Alzheimer's disease, please explain the challenges they may experience with chewing. Sarah? Sure. I mean, part of the uh, progression of the disease can affect uh, the ability to chew, and even as you mentioned, Gordon, in your in your opening segment, um, an individual may even forget they they they've eaten um, something that they just had seconds ago. So, chewing is a, a, a very important element as far as them being able to obviously eat and get nourishment and enjoy it. And a, a lot of times, you know, what the solution has been to take out your protein, you know, whatever it may be, your meat, cut it into little slices, put it in a bowl with some gravy. Well, it's very similar to perhaps how you would feed your toddler. With the grind dining solution, what we do is, is we, as we said previously, we take the cooked proteins, carbohydrates, and vegetables, and we'll grind them. And because the food is mechanically chewed, one of the beauties of it is when you when you when you um, when you grind cooked proteins, it maintains the texture of the food. Okay, and textures are very important to dementia individuals. Okay, and it's all the natural textures. So it, it, it's and it's and, and the food is easy to chew, ground, and part of it is the food is easy to digest as well. So you know individuals that may have difficulty with chewing or swallowing, a lot of times institutionally they may be put on puree. And we look at puree programs as being the last stage of dining. And grind dining is not puree. We're very different. We're able to take any of the foods that your your home caregivers might be preparing for the whole family and, and by grinding it and combining it, your your loved one is going to be able to enjoy the same foods as everyone else. And, and, and that's very important. Now, I'm going to move to Stone now with a very similar question, but this time it's the challenges that people with Alzheimer's experience in trying to use the utensils that are routinely provided for, you know, eating various types of food. And by utensils, I mean knives, forks, and spoons, but I may mean other things as well. Stone, what are the challenges there, please? Well, when we first approached coming up with a solution, we researched everything. We were new to this. When when we were approached to come up with some ideas, we 
for memory care, we didn't even know what memory care was. And they asked for finger foods, and as chefs, we thought finger foods were in where we came from. It was hors d'oeuvres, cheesy puffs, shrimp wrapped in bacon, those kind of those kind of items. And when we looked at this whole situation, with we saw some residents where they were strapping on utensils or modifying utensils to fit the hand so they could eat like, quote, normal people. And we just said, forget it. We're going to focus on the food. And we did. And we came up with the grinding method, and we let the mechanics take care of, of itself. But we knew that we had to make the food neat and attractive and without the need to cut or chew or use a spoon to do it. So we approached this this solution from the outside looking in without being trapped with trying to make a resident or loved one conform. And, and, and you know, it's our culture to eat with utensils, and it's more dignified. Well, we made the food dignified, but we also made it easy to eat and accessible. And yeah. so we're bringing fingers back. Eat with your hands as long as they're clean. Yeah. Right? Yeah. 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 Brilliant. Now, Sarah, for individuals living always, we're talking about individuals with Alzheimer's disease, please explain the challenges they may experience in trying to feed themselves. Sarah? Yeah, this, this is where, um, you know, the disease itself and the progression of it, uh, you know, the, the, the visuals as far as uh, the depth of field and then not being able to see their foods and what they have or the coordination, as Stone said, with using utensils, okay? So you know, this is where uh, what we have is is finger-friendly, you know, um, as Stone said, there's a social stigma about finger foods. Well, the foods we prepare are finger-friendly, and they're finger-friendly for anyone to eat, not just with individuals with Alzheimer's disease. So, you know, some, some of the things that, you know, we saw were some residents, like eating just a side salad, Gordon, was a painful process where we saw one resident had a side salad and eating it with her fingers and, and, and just had such difficulty chewing the raw vegetables. And it took her a half an hour to, to eat that side salad. And when it was all done, she wasn't able to eat anything else because she was just exhausted from that experience. So, you know, to be able to come up with foods that, as we said, are easy to chew, easy to digest, and food that you can pick up with your fingers that are as good as the food that your family is eating is really what grind dining is. Right. Now, and, and it's nutritionally complete as well, unlike um, chicken fingers or fish nuggets where you just got that, you know, stick of protein and nine times out of ten it was fried. Um, the combining of the of the carbohydrates and the vegetables with the protein makes makes it a complete meal. Yeah, yeah. Stone, for individuals yeah. again always living with Alzheimer's disease, please explain to us the challenges in f that they experience when they f 
are trying to feel included in a communal or social meal or maybe the challenges that we might say exclude them from being part of the communal experience of a communal meal. Please explain those challenges to us. Stone? Well, it's no different than feeling left out or being, you know, chosen or picked for a game or as children being being sat at the children's table at Thanksgiving. You're you're you feel separate and different. And and Sarah, why don't you why don't you tell um, Gordon and and his audience about you know the analogy with with the barbecue here in the South? Right. I mean, it, when you you know really it's the loss of independence. You know, and you know meals and 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 and, and, and dinner time is is a social event. Okay. And and when you take a look at something, we're here in Atlanta, Georgia, and a very traditional meal here is barbecue brisket with macaroni and cheese and colored greens. And whether you're at home or if you're in an institutional setting, you can smell barbecue, okay? You can smell the smokiness of the meat, the tanginess of the sauce, okay? And... If you're on a diet where you can't pick it up with your fingers or it's too hard for you to chew like barbecue brisket, you're going to be given another food. Well, what we do is we combine the, the brisket with the, with the macaroni and cheese into a base where you can and cook it and where you pick it up with your fingers and then little colored green bites. So you're able to enjoy the same meals as everyone else. And if you are sitting there and everyone around you is getting barbecue, but you're getting something different, it affects your well-being, okay? Uh, you know, it, it, it affects, you know, how you feel. An individual definitely can be depressed because they're losing independence or they don't have the same type of foods as everyone else. And, and especially, you know, Thanksgiving is, is next week. Yeah. And one of the first applications we began doing or we came up with was taking a roast turkey with the stuffing and the mashed potatoes and the green beans and combining it and putting it into a a muffin tin and you have the whole plate of Thanksgiving in a bite where someone can pick it up with their fingers. You have the sagey, savory smells and Everything about Thanksgiving, but it's accessible to be picked up with your fingers and enjoyed with the rest of the family. And that means that Thanksgiving is the communal experience, which historically it has always been. And in this way, I'm putting words into your mouths, both of you, you are keeping the family member with Alzheimer's disease within the family, the family Thanksgiving and you're doing it in the way that enables them to share the same food in the same way as their, the rest of their family. Is it, have I got that right? Absolutely. And, and as much for the loved one that you're being able to share the Thanksgiving feast and bounty with, the, the family itself has such a feeling. We feel it. And we've seen the relief of of the family members that have just been wrought with guilt seeing a family member spoon-fed like a baby or being given toddler food 
or it saddens them that mom or dad can't eat spaghetti because they can't chew it or it's undignified to pick it up with their fingers. Well, with our fork, right? they can eat the same meals as everybody else. That's wonderful. Now, on that very, very important and striking point that you both made so well, uh, I'm going to take the break because we're coming back to talk in more detail about some of the things that and the ways in which you do these things. So uh, we'll take the break now. This is Dr. Gordon Atherley and my guests are Sarah Gorham and Stone Morris. You're listening to Family Caregivers Unite on the Voice America Variety Channel, CJMP 90.1 FM Community Radio and sharingtheburden.ca. Please stay with us. We're coming back. News, opinion, your voice counts. Call toll-free 1-866-472-5787, 1-866-472-5787, voiceamerica.com. If you think you've seen online TV before, let us surprise you. VoiceAmerica.tv is online now. The leader in live Internet talk radio has done it again. Multiple channels, a state-of-the-art viewing experience, live and on-demand programs streaming 24 hours a day. It's exactly what you want, when you want it. VoiceAmerica.tv. From health and wellness to business, sports, and everything in between. Discover our new world. Visit VoiceAmerica.tv now and experience the future of online television. VoiceAmerica.tv. Ask the experts. Call toll-free right now, 1-866-472-5787. Hello? And ask our all-star team to answer your questions. That's 1-866-472-5787. Thank you for calling. VoiceAmerica.com. You are listening to Family Caregivers Unite with Dr. Gordon Atherley. If you have any questions or comments about our program, please address them by email to docg at familycaregiversunite.org. Now, back to Family Caregivers Unite. Welcome back to our listeners to Family Caregivers Unite and Sarah Gorham and Stone Morris. Our topic is bringing the joy of eating back for Alzheimer's disease. Now, both of you, let's discuss the ways in which grind dining helps in overcoming the challenges in chewing, using utensils, self-feeding, and to social inclusion during meals, like Thanksgiving. Now, you've already said several things about important things about these things, but I want you to go into somewhat greater detail. So, starting with you, Sarah, please, for these individuals we're talking about, please explain how grind dining helps in overcoming the challenges they experience with chewing and how you maintain the food's nutritional value. Sarah? Yeah, you know, because the food is, is, is ground, it's easier to chew. And so, and, and because of that, it, it's easier to digest and it also it, it decreases uh, the concern about swallowing and, um, and, and your loved one choking on food. And that's the biggest concern um, with, with, with Alzheimer's is that your, your loved one is not going to choke on the food. And with, with grinding, it really reduces that risk. 
okay? Um, because it is easier to chew, it, it, it's, it's, easy, it, it's easier to digest, and it's a more enjoyable experience, especially if someone does have any kind of dental issues or something of that nature. That's and right. Because, it takes, okay, sorry, Sarah. I just want to cut in here really quickly. It takes no more effort to chew than it would to eat a dumpling or a matzo ball. You can literally chew with your tongue. Yeah. Right, but it still maintains texture, which is very important with, with again, Alzheimer um, residents or individuals with Alzheimer's. And the nutritional value, uh, uh, we combine in, in, in proper ratios the proteins, carbohydrates, and vegetables into a base. So they're all combined, and it's still the, the our product still has... Um, the natural flavors and textures, but very importantly, it's combined. And so it, it really uh, reduces the risk of, say, an individual that just strictly wants sweet potatoes every night. Well, sweet potatoes is great, but if that's all your loved one is eating is sweet potatoes, that's not good, okay? But by combining the sweet potatoes with a vegetable and that cooked protein, maybe it's cooked chicken or cooked pork and grinding it, our meals are more nutritional because that base is more nutritional. And if you get it, again, to taste good and to look good and it's hot, um, that's the, your, 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 your loved one's going to pick it up and eat it, and it's going to be a more nutritional um, meal for them. And, again, because, uh, you know, the grinding of food, uh, it does make it easier to digest. It's, it's easier um, yeah, a gentler process to digest, and because an individual it's easier to chew, you're exhuming less calories in that process of eating, again, making it a more nutritional um, experience. Right. Now, Stone, I want to ask you this. Um, how about maintaining the visual appeal of food, that is, that's been through the grind dining process, <laughs> and does that have any relationship with the kind of utensils that are used in other words does this finger food that you're producing in this marvelous way uh is it as appealing to people with alzheimer's disease as for example um food that is hasn't been ground and is being eaten with the normal utensils stone yes absolutely um you know, part of the beauty of the grind dining method is we're using the food that is already delicious. You can already smell it in the kitchen. Um, you can smell the, 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 the herbs and the salt on the roast beef. You can smell the butter and the mashed potatoes. And, and, and visually, when you combine it and you put it in a little package or a little ball or a little scoop on a on a white plate, not only visually, because we all eat with our eyes, and, and that's important to everybody, but we, we, try, we want to engage all of the senses, the sight, the smell, entice you to eat, whet your appetite. And the first step isn't always visual. It's, it's the anticipation when you, when you come into a room. Let's say Thanksgiving is perfect. You walk into a house, and you can... Smell the festivities, and you can smell the delicious food before you even see it. And so we try to cue the residents in all kinds of ways. Um, 
aromatherapy, but just the aroma of the food and the sight and the texture yeah. and the taste. Beautiful. But yes, yeah, it's so much better than um, blobs on a plate. Yep. Brown gobs. <laughs> Sarah, I want to ask you this. Um, the question of people with Alzheimer's disease trying to feed themselves. Um, how do you ensure that for an individual with Alzheimer's disease, the food is provided in what I've called or going to call easily handled portions? That is easily handled for the particular individual. How do you deal with that challenge? Sarah? Uh, you know, with our method and technique, we have many different ways that we can, um, you know, cook and also what we say maybe deliver the food, you know, to make it into bite-sized, easily handled portions. So it may be ground and, and, and put into a base very similar to a meatball, or you may take that base, as Stone mentioned, and roll it into a crepe or perhaps roll it into a pastry and bake that off so that it can be used as, say, an envelope um, for your loved one to be able to eat um, more easily. And, uh, you know, we, we, we've been very successful with this. And, 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 and what it is is because the residents um, are able to eat more on their own, we have found that there is much less caregiver assistance needed at mealtime. And so it relieves the caregiver of of helping um, their patient or resident or loved one in eating, and it, and, it, and it creates independence for the resident or for the for the individual with Alzheimer's. It, it, it and it's also a much more dignified experience for them. You know. Yes, as long as they can grasp whatever it is on the plate, they can and can pick it up. And we encourage the caregivers and the chefs that we work with to use their imagination. Just you know, you see the Pillsbury Pillsbury dough and. and and they wrap different fillings into that. Use use a crescent roll if you want to put the filling in that. Use a patatou or an eclair dough. Put the filling in that. Or a puff pastry. Anything that you can imagine, you can put a grind dining meal into it and wrap it up. Or just put it in, in a shape of a meatball or in a nonstick pan and make it into a muffin that you can slice or cut or they can pick up with their fingers. Now, yes. still, with sto still with Stone, um, I want you please to explain to us this. Um, how all of this reads back into bringing the person with Alzheimer's disease into the family, can I call it the eating circle, the, the family's communal eating, so that they are... They, they experience feelings of being included in social meals. And a kind of subordinate but key question is this. Are the other members of the family also eating the grind dining finger food or are they using utensils in their ordinary way? Please answer that first and then tell that, us about a, how you have kept a, the chance. Yes, that's a, that's a great question, because when we show our visuals or our website and we give presentations, the people that are able-bodied and completely 
able to use utensils automatically use their fingers, and they'll say, I would eat that, or that looks good enough to eat. Well, because it is. And they say, well, what does it taste like? What does your food taste like? It's like, how is your food? How, how does your chef cook? Well, great. Well, our food is going to taste exactly like your food because it is your food, and you can still use utensils with a grind dining extension, just like you could use a fork or a knife to cut a meatball, but you don't have to. And so there is no pressure. You can eat with utensils or you can eat with your fingers. Now, just I'm just going to go back to Sarah now. So basically, it's the same meal for everybody at Thanksgiving, but yeah. it's... Maybe more finger food for the person with Alzheimer's, whereas some of the family members may choose to use utensils, but it's still the same food, the same meal, and they're all together eating it. Sarah, that, is that right? That's correct. That's correct. Whatever you have on your menu, if it's Thanksgiving, you can have your traditional Thanksgiving twice turkey with roast stuffing and cranberry sauce and vegetables there. And that, that is, in fact, what we do is, is we'll combine and grind them and, again, uh, form it into a base and bake. And then uh, you, the loved one can have that. It's the same foods. It's just ground and put into a different shape. Yeah. It's a different process, but it's really the same foods. And so everyone can enjoy the same, the same meal. And as Stone said, um, it's... Our program is designed to be eaten with your fingers. Yes, you can use utensils, but it's it's quite obvious um, for when, when we serve grind dining, for those that really do need to use their fingers, they intuitively know, I can just pick it up with my fingers. For, for individuals that may gradually be having struggles with using a fork or a knife or spoon, this is a good transition for them. You know, they, they you can put the fork down. You don't need a fork. You can eat it with your fingers. That's right. Okay? It's the exact same meal. It's just a different form. Like you've got identical twins and you've got, what do you call that, communal twins? Yeah. It's the same food. It just is in a different form. And it looks a little different. And you don't need utensils. It's it's amazing. It's so simple. <clears throat> Do you have any, I know this is a radio show, but do you have any videos of kind of atmosphere, that's the wrong word, the the way in which this works in a family gathering? Have you ever tried to film it? No, we don't have a video, Gordon. We don't have that. Um, You know, on our website, uh, you know, we do have some visuals of, you know, our product and what it looks like, you know, in, 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 in the prepared form, okay? Um, but, uh, no, we don't have, like, a, a go-to video on how to do this. Okay, fair enough. Now, but talking of going ahead and doing things, it's once again the tyranny of time. We've got to take the break, so we'll do this now. This is Dr. Gordon Adley, and my guests are Sarah Gorham and Stone Morris. You're listening to Family Caregivers Unite on the Voice America Variety Channel, CJMP 90.1 FM Community Radio, and sharingtheburden.ca. Please stay with us. We're coming back.
News. Opinion. Your voice counts. Call toll-free 1-866-472-5787. 1-866-472-5787. VoiceAmerica.com. If you think you've seen online TV before, let us surprise you. VoiceAmerica.tv is online now. The leader in live Internet talk radio has done it again. Multiple channels, a state-of-the-art viewing experience, live and on-demand programs streaming 24 hours a day. It's exactly what you want, when you want it. VoiceAmerica.tv. From health and wellness to business, sports, and everything in between. Discover our new world. Visit VoiceAmerica.tv now and experience the future of online television. VoiceAmerica.tv. Ask the experts. Call toll-free right now, 1-866-472-5787. Hello? And ask our all-star team to answer your question. That's 1-866-472-5787. Thank you for calling. VoiceAmerica.com. You are listening to Family Caregivers Unite with Dr. Gordon Atherley. If you have any questions or comments about our program, please address them by email to docg at familycaregiversunite.org. Now, back to Family Caregivers Unite. Welcome back to our listeners to Family Caregivers Unite and Sarah Gorham and Stone Morris. Our topic is bringing the joy of eating back for Alzheimer's disease. Now, both of you, let's talk about the things that you would like to do and you would like to see done to promote grand dining for individuals and their family caregivers. Sarah, what more would you like to do to promote grand, grand dining? Sarah? Well, well, thank you, Gordon. And, you know, you know, we developed this program in 2013, and it's evolving, quite frankly, every day. And, and this year... Um, really has been a year of educating providers, healthcare providers, home caregivers, that this is a solution to dining for individuals with cognitive neuromuscular chewing disorders. And it's an educational process. You know, we just aren't a program or a product. It really is a solution. So part of what we've done is, is, really going out and, and presenting grind dining in professional conferences and things of that nature. And uh, using um, forums such as your program here, Gordon, just helps us get the word out that this is what grind dining is. It, it, it's, it, it, and it's education. And education is empowerment. And that we really can help all caregivers, regardless of their setting, that this is a viable option and solution for those with Alzheimer's or cognitive limitations, and that they can go out and and use this in a way of which can help them, as a caregiver, provide good meals to their, their resident or their loved ones at home. You know? Right. Yep. Yes. Yes. Stone, what more would you like to see done and by whom? In other words, other people doing something to promote grand dining. What more would you like to see them do? Stone? Well, as Sarah, as Sarah said, I, I, I just want 
to empower people to be able to do this at home. This has been, frankly, you know, it was it was so new to us, getting this revelation, this inspiration, and finding the solution, and especially at this stage in my career, I never expect to be given this answer, and I feel like it was divinely inspired, and it's our mission to go out and get this going in the world, all over the world, is solution. Um, but like Sarah said, because it is so, it's simple, Gordon, but yet it's so unique and it's such a kind of a culture change that I just want to get the word out and, and do more training and produce a video and a how-to book and, you know, partner maybe with a a grinder company that will make little small tabletop grinders available to the home caregiver and do an instructional video. That's what I would love. I want anyone that needs or wants to know how to do this, I want to be able to share that freely. Right. Now, different question for both of you. Sarah, first of all, what is your message for family caregivers who are wondering if their family members living with Alzheimer's disease or these other conditions you've been mentioning can be helped with their eating. What message do you have for them? Sarah? Yeah, you know, dining should be a time of enjoyment. And unfortunately, with caregivers, dining can be such a high-stress environment, you know. Um, and, And if you go into dining that way, it's not going to be the same, okay? Um, you know, the individual living with um, with Alzheimer's um, isn't going to have enjoy their foods or eat the same. That they're 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 not going to eat as much. And in a family setting, again, it, it's just difficult. And our message to family caregivers is, you know, there there are solutions out there. You know. Um, if you look at what you're currently serving, um, as, as Stone said, if, for breakfast items, as example, if you have, you know, if you have an egg type casserole, get a, get a nonstick pan and and bake your casserole in, in your egg casserole in there for for your loved one that has Alzheimer's, so it, it's easy to pick up. Okay, those are solutions there. Um, you can go out and, and get a, a grinder attachment if you if you have a, a freestanding um, mixer for like fifty dollars and, and 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 give it a try. You know, grind your proteins, carbohydrates, and vegetables as a base, and and form it into a, a portion and bake it and see see how your loved one may like it or how your family may like it. Um, but making the dining experience one of which obviously is nutritional, but that it's accessible. And that, as you said, the family member is included in the dining, in the dining, you know, setting and not feel excluded or feel like, as Stone said, sitting at the, at the, at the children's table. It's important that everyone is, is there and, 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 and that during meal service, it's more than nourishment. It, it, you, you can be all eating the same. And that's really what our program and our solution is all about. Yes, and to that and to that point, Sarah, and and to Gordon, um, that you 
no longer, we would like it no longer to have to, for a carrier to have to make a separate meal or a separate menu. That whatever you're making, if you have a tabletop grinder sitting there next to the toaster, you can take whatever meal you're making, run it through the grinder, the rice, the noodles, the protein, the chicken, the roast beef, whatever you have, and put it into a nonstick pan, and it's streamlined into your family meal. So it's not a chore or a burden. It's just part of dinner, just one little extra step. But it's really just as simple as making a grilled cheese sandwich. And it takes no more time than... Toasting a, a bagel or an English muffin, once you get into the flow of it, it'll be as natural and, and, and faster and cutting up vegetables or making a PB&J sandwich. It's really <laughs> yeah, that right. simple. It's too good to be true, but it really is good, and it really is true. Wonderful. Stone, still with you. What's your message for residential care facilities who are caring for individuals living with Alzheimer's disease about there, the facilities helping the people they're caring for with their eating. Stone, what's your message for them? Sarah? Hello? Is, it for, is that for Stone or for Sarah? I'm sorry, Sarah. Stone, Stone. Oh, I'm sorry, Gordon. Take that, Sarah. Oh, you want okay. me to take that. Okay. Um, our message to residential care facilities um, is that, you know, there's a lot, unfortunately, in those areas. Um, memory care communities is where there's the huge growth. And um, because of the number of individuals living with Alzheimer's. And we encourage um, residential facilities or senior care um, operations or companies to really look at their memory care dining program. You know, uh, Gordon, you know, a lot of companies are really emphasizing dining, which is very important, but a lot of the emphasis is on, oh, is it restaurant-style dining or is it all-day options or having celebrity chefs. I think the industry really is looking very carefully now at memory care and skilled nursing because it has been an area that has been, say, underserved, and we have a fresh approach to it that you no longer have to marginalize a resident because of cognitive or physical limitations. Fine dining um, it really does give the individual the opportunity to have the same food as everyone else around you and have that same experience and engage the resident into eating and helping the residents eat by providing not a fine dining experience but an engaging dining experience. Engagement of the senses, the smell, and it the also taste, widens the uh, chef's audience because they can serve all of their residents. It's one community and one right. food and food equality. And Wonderful. operationally, it saves money because the operator is not having to buy separate frozen, processed, packaged chicken fingers and and incomplete, unnutritional meals. It's the same food that they're already serving, and it's built into their food cost. And everybody's getting better nutrition as a result of this. Yeah. Now, unfortunately, we've come to the end of this superb episode. Thank you both very much. And I want to thank you, oh, thank you. for the 
initiative you've taken, this innovation and this insightful way of dealing with something that's important, profoundly important, but thanks to you is starting to be recognized as important. That is enabling people with these kind of challenges to use finger food so they can eat, be nourished, be joined with the family and also get the nourishment they need. That's Thank right. you. All, Thank all you, success. Okay. All success you. to you. Now, I've got one quick comment. Thank you to our listeners. And just to add something, with Family Caregivers Unite, we're starting a new research project called Qualitative Research to find out what you, our listeners, think about or have experiences with important topics such as the one we've just been listening to. So please email me to hear more or to get involved. Our next episode will be Family Caregivers Surviving Alzheimer's Disease. Please join us. Same time, same spot on the internet. Talk to you then. Thank you again for joining us this week for Family Caregivers Unite with your host, Dr. Gordon Atherley. Please tune in again next Tuesday at 10 a.m. Pacific Time, 1 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. And until then, we hope our program will help make the coming week easier and more hopeful. And I do appreciate you being Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Variety Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericavariety.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. 